0: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Lift off. We have a liftoff. Y'all, I am beside myself with excitement. i got to just do this now. We're, we're finally going to do what Bortz has for years told me I should do, a listener cruise. Yes, we are. Uh, the Western Mediterranean. I, I, we have been working on this for a while. I can tell you about it right now. Uh, we got a lot of news we got to get to, so I don't want to delay, but I'll just tell you we're going to Monte Carlo, uh, Florence, Tuscany, Rome, and Antibes, Ibiza, and Barcelona. Um, yes, yes, we are. So if you want details, text the word CRUISE to 345345, and I'll get you all the information. And it's not just going to be me my wife and kids as well. We're going to make it a family outing and your family is invited to build memories with us. Now, let me tell you what I know about the president's comment. Uh, he tweeted this morning that he is—he did not call Haiti what he said. He left out the African nations. Jake Tapper did some digging. I talked to one of the senators uh, who was there as well. And everyone is telling the same story. The president did not refer to Haiti as a, well, as as I said yesterday here, poophole nation. He did not refer to Haiti as a poophole. He did, however, refer to the African countries that way. And the president is not denying that he said that of the African countries. He's only denying he said it of Haiti. So I have talked to one of the senators who was in the room. And he says, yes, the president said it. And he affirms the president's tweet this morning. He did not say it about Haiti, but he did say it about the, the countries in Africa. He The senator adds that the president did say other bad things about Haiti. Now, all of that said, I'm going to say something that should not be controversial, but apparently is because of what Trump said. The fact of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, the reality on this planet is, there are some hoop hole countries. There are, and the reason that the a, temporary, um, the emergency, temporary status exists, why we let people, we let people like Haitians stay in this country instead of going home is because their home country is right now an unmitigated hellhole. I'll I'll say that. It, it is not a place worth going back to. The entire reason we have this program that the president was talking about, this temporary status program, is because poophole countries do exist. And that shouldn't be controversial. And until the president of the United States was Donald Trump, it, it was controversial, or it wasn't controversial before him. Would you rather live in the United States or live in Haiti? Let me tell you, my church funds a number of refugee and missionary programs in Haiti. It is a third world disaster area. From hurricane and earthquake and corruption and you name it, you would not want to live there. There are people fleeing the country because it is a poop hole. Same with some of these African countries where we're giving people refugee status from. But that also gets to this point, that the president's acknowledgment of that shows why he is fundamentally wrong, ultimately, with what he said. The fact that the president said these countries are, are poop holes. Okay, my favorite is a Czech newspaper. Trying to describe what the president said, and in some 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 parts of the world, um, that word doesn't exist, nor is there a literal translation. <laughs> so, a Czech newspaper used a word that translated into English means the deep caves into which wolves go to have sex. <laughs> I'm not making that up. No, I'm not. The 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 deep caves into which wolves go to get it on. <laughs> so now here's the thing. And this is why the president is wrong. It is because the people who are fleeing The nations, as the president described them, tend to make the best immigrants to this country. You see, the Norwegian, the president wants a bunch of Norwegian socialists to immigrate to this country. The Norwegians already have it good in in Norway. If they come to the United States, to some degree they think they're coming to an inferior country because we don't offer universal socialist health care and uh, a billion weeks off for maternity and paternity leave and and whatnot. They're coming for a job. They're not coming to be an American if a Norwegian comes here. If a man comes here from Ghana in Africa, well, guess what? He's going to come. Because he wants a better life for him and his family. And he's going to be proud of the United States. He is going to be the most patriotic American. The most patriotic Americans I know are the ones who come from the third world kleptocracies with dictators who oppress people. They come to the land of the free and the home of the brave because they want a better life for themselves and for their families. They're the ones who break the bank on the fireworks on the 4th of July. They're the ones who love apple pie more than you or I ever could hope to. They're the ones who cover their front yard in America flags because they are proud of this country. They are proud Americans. They are proud to be here. They want to be in the land of the free and the home of the brave. The young man who ran into the fire in Brooklyn and saved everyone before dying, succumbing to the smoke and the flames, he was an African immigrant, proud to be in this country, proud to serve this country as a soldier. That's why the president is wrong in what he said. We shouldn't get all defensive about the fact that there are, are really bad countries in this world, and you or I may commonly refer to them in, in, in vulgar slang ways as the president did. We shouldn't be defensive about that. We don't need to dance around it. We don't need to excuse it or apologize for it. Let's just admit it and acknowledge it that the president is right. These are not great countries. There is a reason we have the emergency temporary program for immigrants who are in this country on visas because we don't want them as a matter of humanitarian urgency to have to return to their countries that are disaster areas. But then we should not take the next step that the president took and say that because these countries are bad we shouldn't want their immigrants. No, no. Those are the immigrants we should want because those are the immigrants who are going to love our country the most because they've escaped from their homeland. That's why I think the president is wrong. Now, there are a lot of people who heard the president's remarks and they decided it was racist. And I'm not going to argue with them. I will tell you, I don't think the president's comments were racist myself. And if you disagree with that, hey, look, I'm not arguing with you because they certainly sound racist to everyone. But here, here, I'm just going to explain to you why I don't think they are. The president's probably the only mentor that this president has ever had, legitimate mentor that this president has ever had, is a man named Norman Vincent Peale. He was a Presbyterian minister. He actually married Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump, uh, Ivana Trump, rather, years ago. And he wrote a book that was very, very famous in its day called The Power of Positive Thinking. It wasn't a Christian book. Norman Vincent Peale, he may have purportedly been a Christian minister, but he was more of a, a self-help guru like Oprah who wasn't really grounded in his faith that he claimed. And The Power of Positive Thinking, essentially, it's, it's probably the only book Donald Trump has ever admitted to reading. And its central theme is that uh, people bring problems onto themselves through negative thinking. And if you're poor, you're poor because uh, of your own situation, because of your own thinking, because of the the bad power of your thoughts, the the negativity in your thoughts. So if you live in a a third-world African kleptocracy, it's it's because of your own actions. And so President Trump looks at these third-world impoverished, broken nations— and he sees a bunch of people who live there and are there because of the power of their bad thoughts. They brought this on themselves. They are to blame. He doesn't see that some of these countries were colonial backwaters, that they were fought over by the, the West and the East in the Cold War. They, they, they don't, he doesn't see any of that. He sees that these people should be blamed for their situation. He wouldn't say this about Singaporeans or Japanese or Taiwanese or even the Chinese. He would be happy to welcome those immigrants because he considers them wealthy and smart. And yes, I understand there is an underlying presupposition here for a lot of people that what the president said based on all of this is race. I think the president's looking at this and he doesn't like poor people. I mean, when you look at the people the president's been nasty to, Two people, they both said the same things about him. When he's nasty to and when he's not. What's the common denominator? Not that they're black or white, but that they're rich or poor. And he always flatters the rich people. The people who he forgave and allowed on his staff and in his cabinet who said terrible things about him were all rich people. And that's just as bad and just as wrong. But I don't think it was racism. Just from my own personal perspective, your mileage may vary. But his underlying presupposition there is wrong. We should want these people here because they're going to make proud Americans. It is 27 after the hour, and all the bosses are apparently listening, so I better behave myself. <laughs> the phone number, 404 872 750 WSB Talk. Now, when we come back, because we only have a, a very short segment here. We got to get into other news of the day. Uh, FISA may be filibustered in the Senate. And, uh, well, it, there is some news that is circulating right now about Donald Trump and a, an adult film star. And the president last night spent his evening on the phone calling people to ask them what they thought about his poop hole comment. Uh, and how it was playing with the base. So it's kind of hard for him to deny it. I have texted a buddy of mine who was one of those who was apparently called. I'm waiting to see if he can get back to me to confirm that the call actually uh, did go through to him of the president admitting this. And listen, let's, let's stop denying. You know, it was funny. Last night, everybody was saying that, Um, the president said it and, and he was telling the truth and we should applaud him for telling the truth. And then this morning they're like, Oh no, he didn't say it. He did the very same people who last night were saying, he said it. were saying, no, no, he didn't say it. Good grief. Um, also I got to tell you guys, the Western Mediterranean, surely you want to take a cruise with me and my family. As we start building memories, uh, you are invited if you want details, The airfare, everything is all included in one package price. Uh, Text the word CRUISE to 345-345. It is 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. So, (laughs) I mean, people are... the, The biggest question from people is... This cruise thing, um, you should just get on Twitter and you can see. Um, Let me explain this just real quick. Um, In my book, Before You Wake, one of the things I note is the real desire with Christie's Cancer um, to build memories for our kids. And having grown up overseas, one of the things that I really want to do is take my kids overseas and be able to go to places I went to as a kid, uh, France, Italy, Uh, go to Spain, things like that. And, uh, the travel company that WSB has a long time relationship with boards, um, reached out and said they can make that happen. And why don't we do a listener cruise and get it organized? And we went to work on this and I am really excited to be able to do this. And I, I hope you guys will come help my family build memories and, we're going to go. We're going to start in Monte Carlo, uh, go to Antibes, go to Florence and Pisa and Tuscany, Rome, Majorca, Ibiza, and end in Barcelona. So it'll be the Western Mediterranean. Uh, all the everything is included. It's it's a flat fee. Your your business class airfare is included. You seven day seven nights on the boat are included. Forty excursions are included. All the meals are included. All the drinks are included. The tippings included. Everything's included. Um, We're not going to do big conferences. We're not going to do roundtable discussions. We'll have a meet and greet and otherwise just hang out and enjoy each other's company cruising the Western Mediterranean and building memories with my family uh, for my kids, uh, for my wife. Uh, If you would like details on this, text the word cruise to 345345, and I hope you'll be able to join us. It will be uh, leaving Monte Carlo July 2nd. Uh, So it'll be the middle of the summer, so you can bring your family as well if you would like. Um, Should be a lot of fun. Now, there is other news out there. The President of the United States, uh, his lawyers, paid $130,000 to an adult film star so that she would not come out. Uh, Stormy Daniels is her stage name, apparently, and uh, they did not want her to come out at the end of the campaign and talk about a relationship she had with President Trump uh, in 2006, after Donald Trump had gotten married. That's the problem. The relationship with um, this adult film star came a year after he had gotten married to Um, Melania Trump, uh, Stephanie Clifford is the name of the lady. Her stage name is Stormy Daniels. She claims, um, that in 2006, uh, there was a celebrity golf tournament on the shore of Lake Tahoe and that they had an encounter there. The reporters have confirmed in fact that there was a celebrity golf tournament and that both of them were present at the time. Now. Uh, Michael Cohen, who is the president's lawyer, uh, hasn't addressed $130,000 payment, but is denying the allegations of an adult encounter between the president and anyone, saying he vehemently denies anything occurred. Um, that being said, reporters have, in fact, confirmed that there was a payment from Donald Trump, uh, from his team at least, from like Trump Organization or whatnot, to the, uh, film star, the adult pornographic film star. So there we have, um, oh boy. So in any event, the Trump team is denying that this happened. Payment has been absolutely confirmed and they can place the two of them together. So that's the story. I am sure that there will be evangelical pastors in America now preaching sermons on Sunday uh, saying this is just like David and Bathsheba and everything's okay. And, and just like David, Trump is God's anointed, so we have to give him a pass, pay no attention to repentance and acknowledgement of sin and all that stuff. So, Can I, I just say there's there's something else bothering me about the the Trump statement about countries, and it has nothing to do with him per se. Do you think that the President of the United States is a bigot or a racist? Now, you say no. That's fine. If you want, say no. But those of you who are saying yes, does that then make it okay for you to be a bigot or a racist? I, I hope you say no. So the President used bad language to refer to these countries in Africa. Does, does that mean you should use that language too? Listen, I, I will not lecture anyone on bad language because I acknowledge I live in fear of dropping potty words on this show because I got to watch my mouth sometimes. But to your kids, no, I got a buddy of mine who has, I mean, just, it, it, I mean, he can't go a conversation with his, when he's out with his guy friends without multiple expletives per sentence. But he, he never does anything like that around his kids. And I was really disappointed last night to see the American media decide that, well, the president said this, so we get to say this. I mean, they were almost like giddy little school kids. We, we get to say this word on the air, finally. Oh, if only he would say the F word so we could say that too. Why? Well, why do you need to? Why should you? Y'all, you know, the, the crazy thing today is is that there are people justifying this. Oh, we need to say this word to our kids and, and let them know the president. No, you don't. You, you can talk about it in ways that you don't have to say it in front of your kids and have them go to grade school saying it on the playground. No, you don't have to. Listen, we live in a day and age where the president of the United States cannot be a role model for your kids because of his own behavior. We used to have presidents, whether you agree with their politics or not, you could say, you know what? That guy loves his wife, loves his kids, is is a good family man, doesn't cheat on his wife. That's someone you could at least, behavior-wise, look to. We don't have that right now. And those of you who think the President of the United States is a role model for you or your kids, uh, dude paid $130,000 to a porn star to keep her from talking about his affair with her while he was married to his third wife. He's no role model. You can like the policies, and this is one of the the, the problems that evangelicals and conservatives in this country have right now, is that you can like a lot of the policies that are coming out of this White House, and there are some really, really good ones, but that doesn't mean you have to embrace every facet of Donald Trump, because there's a lot there that's unbecoming the presidency that he embraces. And I don't think that if you think the president is, is vulgar or coarsening language, the media doesn't have to follow. And it seems more and more that what really is going on here is that they're just using Donald Trump as an excuse to go where they've long wanted to go. And we see that by their behavior, the Matt Lowers of the world and whatnot. They've, they're they already there. They want to be there publicly. They don't want to live this double life of of being polite and and kind on air and being crude and vulgar behind the scenes. They want it all to be crude and vulgar all the time. And they're using the president as an excuse, and it is no excuse for anybody to do that on national television or radio when there are kids listening. Fifty five after the hour in here, so where was this that I was just about to go? I have no idea. Total. Bro- oh, I know where I was going. Chris Matthews. Apparently, uh, more revelations are coming forward from Chris Matthews' time at MSNBC saying all sorts of things, uh, including apparently interviewing Hillary Clinton and joking beforehand about a Bill Cosby pill that he was going to slip her or something. Just, you know, if, if nothing else. One of the things I'm learning this, this, well, I shouldn't say this year, this past year, and that I know a lot of you are because we've had these conversations off air, is just realizing how many people you thought were good people really aren't. And I, I, I just, you know, the more I've gotten into doing TV and radio over the last few years, uh, really seeing that there are some, some people who just lead double lives that, they they appear to be one thing on TV, and, and they're really something terrible off air. You, you know, this one of the things I've always really liked about Hannity, for example. I mean, what you see is what you get. He is just a genuine, salt-of-the-earth good guy. Uh, one of the, the people in the media who really would give you the shirt off, your, off his back if, if you needed it. You may disagree with his politics. You, you, you may not like his positions, but he is a genuinely good guy. Rush Limbaugh, too. Um, and, you know, Brian Kilmeade and, and Steve Ducey on on Fox and Friends of the Morning, I don't know Ainsley Rule, they, they're just normal people. You find them in the grocery store. And then you got other people like Chris Matthews out there who's just, I mean, like a, a, a closet deviant, just pitiful, 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 really just, you know, just hate everybody and you'll never be disappointed. Now, so when we come back, the state legislature is meeting uh, Amazon adoption, the budget, we got a lot of stuff to cover at the state le- legislative level as well you <laughs> It's Eric Erickson here. It is nine after the hour. The phone number, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Glad to have you joining me this evening. Thank you very much for being here. We need to get into the state legislature now, um, largely because uh, there are various things afoot in the state legislature, and it's my job to keep you apprised of not just national politics, but here in Georgia, and this one in Georgia... Uh, is something that is coming up around the nation and Georgia seems to be in the minority on how it is handling the issue, uh, much to the disappointment of a lot of people. So this is the issue of reforming adoption laws. and uh, Essentially, just so you understand, it has been 30 years since adoption laws have been updated in Georgia and who was the lead champion in the legislature 30 years ago to update adoption laws. This is a man you might know. His name is Nathan Deal. He was in the state legislature, moved to Congress, and is now governor. And he would like to round out his legacy of service by updating them for the 21st century. But one of the issues that is coming up is whether faith-based adoption agencies should be able to participate in helping the state place kids in homes. The state maintains a foster program under DFACS and DFACS will use adoption agencies in in the state to help place kids in homes using the private sector to help the public and in the past faith-based adoption agencies have been able to help place kids in state care into private homes. Well, there's a problem. Gay marriage is now the law of the land. And so the question is, should faith-based adoption agencies be allowed to help the state place kids in private homes? And Governor Deal and David Ralston and the chairman of, I think, the Judiciary Committee in the state Senate, they've decided no. No that we should not allow faith-based adoption agencies to help the state unless they give up their faith-based views on marriage. Now, most other states that have dealt with this issue, you should know, have decided contrary to Georgia. Texas, Mississippi, Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Oklahoma, and the like, they have all decided that the policy priority should be to help place kids in homes. The policy priority when it comes to adoption should not be the advancement of the gay rights agenda. So these other states that have dealt with this issue have said we will allow faith-based agencies to continue participating in placing kids into loving homes without forcing them to give up their deeply held religious beliefs and the reason they do that is because the very first line of the very first amendment to the constitution of the united states of america says that people should be allowed to exercise freely their religion and to exercise freely their religion that doesn't mean to worship that means to live their daily life based on their religious beliefs it was fundamental to the founding of this country being a nation of religious refugees from europe the pilgrims, and the like. So the thinking of these other states is that you should be able to live your religious beliefs in public, and the state should not be allowed to discriminate against you for doing so. The leaders in Georgia, however, the governor, the speaker, and others have decided that you should have to abandon your beliefs if you want access to the state if you want to help the state place kids if you if you want to do any of these things you've got to abandon your deeply held religious beliefs in order to do so georgia essentially is coming down on the side of california and in liberal states and it looks like they're going to shut christians out of the adoption process in georgia so it, let me give you some of the other details here texas de- dealt with this issue last year And a familiar name got involved and told the state of Texas that if they went down the road of giving Christians protections when it came to adoptions, um, that they may not uh, continue doing business in the state. The name of that company is Amazon. Starting to see the picture here? Yeah. Yeah. So Apple, Amazon, Dell, Hewlett-Packard, Microsoft, uh, Facebook, Google, they all went to Texas, and they said, in addition to us opposing your legislation to make boys use the boys' bathroom and not the girls' bathroom, we're also opposed to you saying that um, Christian adoption agencies should be allowed to continue their views on marriage and still participate with the state in placing kids in loving homes. Well... Our political leaders in this state are trying to be preemptive, and, and they're not being very public about this. They, they privately said it. I've talked to several reporters who've said it. There have been hints in several of the newspaper articles about uh, Chris Riley, the governor's chief of staff, and his concerns on various religious liberty fights that the, the state will have, but this is ultimately it. The adoption bill is moving forward. It has left the Senate Judiciary Committee to go to the floor of the Senate, and there is no provision in there to protect faith-based adoption agencies, which will allow a Democratic governor in the future or DFACS to say, you can't help us anymore because of your definition of marriage. They are essentially paving the way for bureaucrats in the state to tell faith-based agencies you're no longer allowed to uh, provide adoption services for kids in state care. And I personally think that's a really big problem because what you're telling a faith-based group to do is that you cannot freely exercise your religion under, Article, under Amendment 1 of the Constitution if you want to participate in a state program. And Amendment 1 of the Constitution is specifically designed so that someone, some entity, would not have to give up its religious views in order to participate with the state. The state's not allowed to discriminate among those with different religious views. And one of the religious views, deeply held by more than a billion people in the world, contrary to what uh, Anthony Kennedy might like, is that marriage is between a man and a woman. If you are a faith-based group, if you are a Catholic charity, if you are a Protestant church-based adoption agency— you believe that you should only place kids in loving, two-parent, nuclear, heterosexual households. And what the state is doing with this adoption legislation, what your Republican legislators in Georgia are doing is saying Christians should have to give up their views on marriage in order to participate. Except what they're going to do, and you need to understand this because this is the trick that every legislator has learned they're going to let the bureaucrats do it. See, the issue here is they need to put a specific line in the legislation saying that faith-based entities do not have to give up their views on marriage to participate. And they've taken that language out so that the bureaucrats, unaccountable to anyone, can then say, well, I'm sorry. You can't participate because you discriminate. That's what they're doing. See, they they don't want to actually tell you. You need to understand this. This is the trick that your legislators play. They don't want to tell you they know what they're doing, but they do know what they're doing. They've stripped out the protections, and they know what the bureaucrats are going to do. And they're doing it because they don't want to make Amazon mad because they saw Amazon get mad at Texas. When Texas did this, Texas stood their ground. The Texas legislature and the governor said, no, no, we're going to get faith-based groups protections but the georgia legislature the georgia governor they don't want to do that they've been promising religious protections for years the governor then vetoed it once he got it and now they're telling christian adoption agencies we're sorry you can't participate in adoption programs in the state anymore you can do private placement but you can't help kids in state care anymore that's where this is headed and it's all to lure amazon How much of your taxpayer dollars must be melted down into golden calves for Amazon? Before our Republican legislators wake up, or better yet, before you wake up and realize you're being had. It's 26 after the hour. The adult film star has released a statement, uh, it appears, um, denying the Wall Street Journal report. Um which is interesting because they have confirmed that the payment happened and the president's lawyer doesn't deny that the payment happened. Um, I don't know. Who cares? Um, y'all, do you realize that we, the president, if nothing else, has single-handedly moved us past the Michael Wolf book? I mean, nobody talked today about Steve Bannon. Nobody talked today about Michael Wolf. We're all talking about um, <laughs> Poop Hole Nations. Not not a bad strategy to some degree. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. Now, I want to fill you in on this, this cruise a little bit because I'm excited about this. Now, you know, I grew up overseas. Uh, I grew up in the Middle East and spent a lot of time traveling in Europe and Asia. And I love it over there. The beautiful countries, beautiful ancient countries. Christy and I went to Prague one time. And the place uh, we had dinner one night had been a restaurant since 1100 A.D. Had been a restaurant since 1100 A.D. Think about that. We, we don't even have places that old in this country. So it's a seven-night, all suite luxury cruise. It's like a five-star hotel. In fact, um, USA Today has rated the ship, uh, Seven Seas Voyagers, the name of it, is, as one of the top ships, cruise ships in the world. Um, It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, It includes, the price includes a $150 per person shipboard credit, but then you get free business class airfare on intercontinental flights, uh, free domestic airfare, free unlimited shore excursions. There are 40 of them to choose from free unlimited beverage service, including fine wines and premium spirits, free open bars and lounges, free internet, Uh, free, all all of this fantastic stuff on the ship. Um, If you want details on this, and it's it's Seven Nights, the Western Mediterranean, Rome, it's Monte Carlo, it's Barcelona, Uh, text the word cruise to 345-345 and I'll get you the details. 38 after the hour. You should know that uh, Senator Tim Scott has come out. He's the Republican senator from South Carolina, come out and said that um, Lindsey Graham confirms for him the president did use the the word in question. Um, and it, it's very, very, you know, this is one of the frustrations that I have with politics and just the mendacity of it. Let's follow along with what happened. Uh, yesterday, the president said this, and by the way, I did get a text back from a buddy of mine who got called by the president last night. Um, I can weave that into the story here. So yesterday about four thirty, word leaks out that the president in a meeting with senators had used the poop hole word to describe countries in Africa. Uh, the story gets conflated to the president was referring to Haiti and all these other countries as, as poop hole nations or poop hole countries asking, well, can't we send them back there? Uh, we don't want them coming here. We want Norwegians, whatnot. The White House should have known this was going to be, say what you will about any of this, but the White House should have known by 5 o'clock when it became the lead story on CNN uh, that this was going to be a massive news story for the the 6.30 national newscast on ABC, CBS, NBC, and, and the rest of them. And they didn't do anything. What we know and what I can confirm myself from someone who got a phone call from the president is that the president was calling people last night asking how it sounded, how it was playing with the base. Because he's convinced language like that the base will eat it up. Well, it didn't go so well for him. At about 8.45 this morning, Brian Kilmeade on Fox & Friends said that the president made a mistake and he needed to walk it back. He shouldn't have said it. And 20 minutes later, the president tweeted that he did not use that. He used rough language and blunt terms, but he did not say that and would never say that about Haiti. And shame on people for making it up. He didn't say African nations in the tweet. He only was referencing Haiti. Jake Tapper this afternoon confirms, and I have talked to a senator who is in the room who confirms that, yes, the president did say it. The president's tweet is technically accurate. He he did not say it about Haiti. He said it about the African countries. Tim Scott is confirming Lindsey Graham confirmed it for him. A senator who was in the room confirms it for me. Someone who got a phone call from the president last night asking how it was playing with the base confirms that in fact the president thought it was really awesome that he had said it and it was going to fire up the base. (sighs) On the upside, we're no longer talking about Steve Bannon or Michael Wolff. And now we've got the the porn star. And now there's a question as to whether or not the letter that is circulating on social media is authentic. There's a letter circulating uh, from the woman claiming that she did not actually do this with the president. Um, but the letter is from two days ago. And the newspaper that she's referencing, the news story that she's referencing didn't come out until this evening. So either someone put something up on the Internet or, or we don't know. But what we do know is that the Wall Street Journal confirms that the payment happened and the president's attorney will not deny that the payment happened. What a mess. What a mess. It just seems like we as a nation right now are careening from thing to thing and it's moving so fast you can't keep up. I mean, what, what were the other outrageous things? I mean, the president was taking on Steve Bannon. We, we've, we've forgotten about that. There's the Michael Wolf stuff, and that was just Monday and Tuesday. And then we had all the president's tweets from last week. And, you know, there's something else that needs to be said here as well, is that you've got members of the media and the left who are in constant, perpetual meltdown about this stuff. Everything the president does is the worst thing ever, according to these people. And if you try to say that the president has done something good or it's not that big of a deal, well, you're you're shattered. And listen, I don't think he should have said what he said, although I do think we need to acknowledge that there are countries that are just, I mean, craptacular kleptocracies, cacistocracies, governments by the worst people possible. Those countries do exist, cacistocracies. Remember that word, a cacistocracy, not a kleptocracy, a kleptocracy is a is a government that steals from its people a government of thieves a kakistocracy is the government of the worst people and they do exist and the president is right they do exist and there are a lot of third world third world third world hell holes in in Africa that qualify as kakistocracies and you know what the people want to flee from those countries because the dictators have all the guns and ammo. The people don't. They're repressing the people. The people want to flee, and they want to come to the United States. They're not trying to get to another African nation. They're not trying to go to China. Not a lot of them are trying to go to Europe, and the ones who do go to Europe are just trying to get there so that they can then hop on a plane to get to the United States. They all want to come to the United States, and that should tell you everything you need to know about how awesome our country is. But because the president said that, we're not allowed to even point that out. It's so ridiculous. Uh, y'all... The spotted owls are going to get rid of your high. Yep, that's right. Remember the spotted owls, the endangered spotted owls in California? Well, turns out that marijuana farms, owls are dying around marijuana farms in California. There are a lot of illegal marijuana farms in California where people are just growing it and selling it. Black markets, we got that here in Georgia. You know, I got a buddy of mine here who bought a farm... Uh, only about an hour from me out in rural Georgia and people kept breaking the lock, getting onto his land. And he finally set up trail cams. People were going onto his property and he followed them to the very back of his property with trail set up trail cams where they were going. They were growing marijuana on the back of his property, huge, huge cleared out field of marijuana. He had bought the land and hadn't gotten to the point of being able to get back there yet. Well, he discovered a, a great deal of marijuana growing on the back of his property. He wasn't sure if he should call the sheriff or just harvest some for himself. (laughs) In any event, people are doing that in California. And it's killing the spotted owls because marijuana farms tend to attract various rodent species. And so they have been putting out um, essentially warfarin, you know, blood thinner. That's how you kill rats. Rat poison is blood thinner. And the owls are eating the dead rodents who have bled to death. And the owls are then bleeding to death and dying. And the spotted owls are dying from eating the rodents who were going onto the marijuana farms. And so they're thinking they're going to have to stridently regulate the marijuana farms in California to save the spotted owl. Yes, they just legalized marijuana and now they're going to regulate it out of existence to save the spotted owl which just keeps causing trouble for people who just want to have a good time, I guess. It is 55 after the hour. I am ready for a restful weekend, but it's going to get cold again. I mean, so I got back from the super secret meeting of the vast right wing conspiracy the other day, and it had warmed up. I was able to sit on my front porch yesterday and it, yeah it was rainy outside it was drizzly all day and then it rained all day today and now it's gonna get cold again that's just i'm i'm not exactly ready for the summer to come back if i get the spring without the pollen i'd be okay at least give us some real snow um again one big so- snowstorm. i just don't think is enough uh now let me remind you guys about this cruise. I would really like to get as many of you to go as possible. And frankly, I got an obligation now to sell like 90 of these things, get 90 of you to go with me uh, because then they'll cop my kids for, for free. So I I, I want to do that. Um, If you want information on the cruise, it's the Western Mediterranean. It begins July 2nd. It's seven nights. Text the word cruise to three, four, five, three, four, five. But that's not what I want to talk about right now. Because I put up a picture on Instagram. I, you have probably seen ads for Quip, the new toothbrush. This is not an ad. I just happen to get one of these things. Because uh, I've been seeing it for a while. I needed a new toothbrush. And because I'm in these braces now, uh, my doctor's been telling me I needed a, a Sonic toothbrush. So I figured, eh, Jonathan Last over the the, um, the Weekly Standard... Uh, he got one and he really liked it. So I got one. It's not bad. It's a little, it's tinier. Like I usually get a big, big uh, toothbrush head on my toothbrush. And this one's a little smaller, but it works well. It vibrates for two minutes and turns itself off. Uh, I'm it. it maybe, maybe I can get them as, as an advertiser. I, I'm, I'm actually impressed with it so far. All these new fangled internet technologies and devices that you can get online there. There's actually something to be said we good on the internet although mostly i think if we just dropped a, a electromagnetic pulse and shut it all down we'd all be better off you guys have a good weekend